Anyway, oh hi guys. Hi, how are you doing? You always sneak up on us. Didn't see you come in there. That's because they're scum. Ugh. They just come in and they sneak up behind us. Because they took their shoes off and snuck in. Fucking asshole. <sighs> Inconsiderate. Yeah. We love you really, I'm sorry. Did I tell you about the gentleman I had arrested last N- Saturday? No. Kurt uh, Dansel. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's Saturday night, there's a function at the hotel. Saturday night, and I just got paid. And it's all going s- swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Spiffingly. Um, and it gets to uh, 23.50 to be precise. Okay, yeah. And I'm in the back office and going over a few things. Ten to midnight, isn't that right. when, like, uh, isn't that like the doomsday clock? Oh. Um, yeah, this big blue guy turns up with his cock out. Uh, no, okay. Um, oh, that would actually been better. <laughs> yeah, I hear, Papa Smith! I hear this crash, <laughs> and I look over, and there's a drunk guy trying to pick up a planter in reception that he's knocked over. So I rush out, sort of can help pick him up, and he's just like mumbling a heap of shit. And I says, look, if you just if you go to your room and everything, leave it for us to tidy up. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm like, no, you don't want to do it. You're just going to make a mess. Just go to your room or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he mumbles something about getting two, uh, eight, eight hundred and something. I'm like, well, we don't have an eight hundred and something. So I says, come out to reception. We'll find out what room you're in. Mm-hmm. So he comes over and he starts just mumbling a heap of shit. Just non-stop talking. Just not okay. Talking. And I'm like, look, just give me your name. So he... He doesn't just say his name constantly for the next minute, but he also spells it at high speed. And so I'm going through it all. Yeah, he's not staying in the hotel. He does not have his name. And he comes and he tells me what company he works for and all sort of stuff. And he just never stops rubbing on. And then he starts getting a bit sort of mouthy and kind of aggressive towards some of the members of staff. So I'm like, right, look, you don't have a room. There's a door. I want you out here. Yeah, yeah. Now. Oh, but I've got again, my company's paying for a room here. And I thought, well, they're not paying for a room here. You do not have a room here. Well, what if my company was paying for a room here? If your company was paying for a room here and you turned up and acted the way you'd been doing, mm-hmm. you'd be getting turfed out anyway to go, well, I need to piss, I need to piss. Where's your bathroom? Where's your bathroom? I need to piss, I need to piss. I'm like, you know, you're not getting to use the bathroom. Leave. Where am I supposed to piss? And I'm like, piss outside. I don't care. Piss your pants. Could not give a shit. Leave. <laughs> Piss yourself. <laughs> Piss yourself. <laughs> Man, I'm going to watch your piss. <laughs> Quickly to our presidential suite. Piss. Piss all you want. Piss all over the bed. <laughs> Send the tape to the president-elect. <laughs> president-elect. Um, <laughs> why has nobody made that joke yet? Because he's no longer the president-elect. But up until that point, why has nobody made that joke? Because no one likes to think of him as being erect. But he was. The pee pee was everywhere. Um, The piss makes you erect, you sick pig. (laughs) On on a side note with that, I did like the fact that Putin did a press conference going, Why would he come here except that we have the best prostitutes? (laughs) 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 Um, Putin, stop making yourself likable. Uh, (laughs) Right, um, so anyway, so the guy's just sitting there rabbiting a heap of shit. And I'm uh-huh. like, look, you either leave or we phone the police. So I can phone the police, do what you like. And I'm like, okay then. So I pick up the phone, phone the police. While he sits and rabbits on constantly, um, call me a bell end, call me a massive bell end, call me a massive, massive bell end, call me a bell end, cunt, massive bell end, cunt. And just, it went on like that. There was uh-huh. not a breath, there was not a sentence. Uh-huh. He just kept going on like that. 
thing going, I don't give a flying fuck, you don't give a flying fuck, nobody gives a flying fuck, fuck. And it was just constant. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting waiting for the police to turn up, and he's trying to have a go at me and a go at Brian and mm-hmm. everything. So Brian goes to his back office because, let him just focus on me just now while I keep an eye out for the police turning up. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of rabbiting away and he sort of wanders about, but we're keeping them within reception. Yeah. Now, I must say, I think we did a very good job of keeping them contained because there were people in the lounge, which is just again, part of the reception, never noticed there was any problems going on. So I think we did well. So he's still, he's rabbiting on, he's doing shit. And then he starts like slamming about and stuff. And it was also at this point, I said to Brian, I said, we got close to him when we were picking up the planner. He seemed pissed. I didn't smell any drink on him. Mm-hmm. So this was not, and the way he was rabbiting on without a breath, this was not alcohol, this was something else. <laughs> the cheapest cocaine oh, in ever I don't know where he was buying his, but it's not the same place I'm getting mine. <laughs> you, get, you have to get yours cut with icing. How <laughs> do, do you think I keep my figure? <laughs> right, so we're just like, what the fuck's going on? So he came in, he started slamming stuff about, and uh, it was by this point I was getting a bit annoyed with him. Um, but I was keeping myself in check. I thought, I'm just going to speak to him, he can sit there and talk with him. Um, but I was kind of shaking my rage at one point. And then he started slamming about this um, thing that's full of change, the limited charity mm. things chained down but I thought if he snaps that off it's a hefty weapon because it was full of change so I sort of <laughs> that's a cudgel so I sort of snatched it from him kind of hit, held it behind the desk sort of thing and he's like oh I'll fucking have you for that fucking I don't know um, and then he started sort of kind of hitting the desk and that so I turned to Brian and said phone the police again tell him he's getting aggressive I said that'll speed him up so he's on the phone um, and he's like you and me you and me outside outside you and me for an in-betweener an in-betweener I don't know what an in-betweener is. Is that a thing? Because he's asking me outside for an in-betweener. I don't know. I only know the uh, song by Sleeper. Okay, I've lost me there. Yeah, the song by Sleeper called In-Betweener. And I thought that was the person, like the rebound person. You know, in-betweener. Oh, anyway, he kept doing it rabbit on about that. Um, And I'm just like... Maybe he wanted to make sweet, passionate love to you. But I'm like, well, fuck that. But I'd, I'd said to Brian before, I said, we need to keep the desk and that between us. Because mm-hmm. the way this guy's acting, we definitely. Because normally, if I'm dealing with drunk folk, I'm sort of face to face trying to get yeah, yeah. As with this guy, we need the desk between us because if he gets violent, we're going to want a barrier, and he's getting that point. Mm-hmm. So, but this just like minutes later, I hear the siren go and see a blue light coming. I was mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, that could mean business. Seems he's probably just aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they speed up to the front door, um, <clears throat> and. Uh, by this point, he's reaching over the desk with, and pointing and shit. And I was like, right, this is where it's a way to fucking turn nasty. So uh, the police come in. He doesn't even realise they're there. Even though one of them is standing in front of him with a high-vis vest on. Yeah. doesn't realise they're police. And I goes, well, this is the guy. Police come up behind him. At which point he goes, no, no, I'm not dealing with you just now. And pushes the police officer. Well, there's his first mistake. <laughs> so they grab his handcuffs on outside. Yeah. So we put the blinds shut and I'm like, well, I kind of look outside and I kind of go and watch him put them in the back of the car because one, he's had an issue with me. I don't want to antagonise him anymore and make their job more difficult. I'm jerking off in front of him as he gets... Take this, you cunt. Um, don't want to leave DNA evidence. Um, so I just sort of leave him to it and at this point, there was other guests who'd been dropped off in reception. Um, like, just, they're sort of standing outside having a smoke and they... The guy comes in, he goes, what the fuck's happened with this dude? So I explained to him what was going on, mm. sort of had a laugh about it. And he went, police are hearing a hell of a thing getting him in the back of the car. 
Oh, fuck's sake, so 30 minutes go past and they're still struggling with him outside. Police van comes up, less of a struggle because there's like more police and they just throw him into the back of the van. Then they all drive away. So at no point did they come in and ask me yeah, for yeah. a statement, ask what was wrong or what had happened before they got there. There was nothing. I thought, well, that's a bit odd. So um, we got on with the rest of the night. The function came up. Nobody noticed what was going on. A few people. There was one point, there was this group of kids that sort of run out to go and watch police doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was this little girl that was about eight or nine years old. And I went, look, I know the stuff going on outside. I said, we can maybe shake your friends in, leave the police to do their stuff. She said, it's maybe unpleasant. And she went, yeah, no problem. Turned around and screamed through like revolving doors at these other kids to get the fuck inside. <laughs> and they all came in. They all walked around and she looked at me and went, is that okay? And I went, yeah, perfect, thanks. <laughs> I just looked at Brian and just went, well, I definitely spoke to the right kid. And I'm kind of scared of her. Because <laughs> she just went, get the fuck inside. And there's older kids in her as well just went, oh yeah, she came inside. I said, holy shit, I didn't think it would work that well, but fucking cool. So, yeah, so they drive off and I go and type up my email and everything to the boss telling them about the police being on site and all that sort of thing. So, get a response to him. He says, oh, see if you can get him on CCTV and get a decent image of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through the CCTV images. This is the next day. Um, and one of the things that my colleague had known, but I hadn't known because he'd seen him come in, is when he first came in and he tipped over the um, planner. Yeah. He'd walk into reception, saw him camera. He looks at the back office and sees me on the computer mm-hmm. and then tips it over on purpose just to come, obviously just looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, I'm glad I didn't know that at the time because that would have made me even more fucking angry and kind of choked the life out of the little bastard. I didn't think the cameras were working at this point either, so that would have been as bad because it would be choking the cunt. Um, but anyway, so that was fair. But I couldn't get a decent image of him because the way he was standing, his face was always covered up by the um, like the time and date sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that there's a camera pointing on the, the revolving door. Mm-hmm. So this is the Monday morning at this point, and I'm speaking to Steve about getting certain images off the computer. He went, well, what about the revolving door one? And I went, okay. So I went in, typed in the time code and everything, and we saw him getting taken out by the police. And I'm going further back to try and get an image of him coming in so we can get his face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, there's something wrong with this. Why? What's the, what's the police car doing there? Right? I'm like, okay, the wrong time or something. So we're going back and forth. And then we, re- no, we realise, right, because I... It we, happened yesterday. Well, no, we, didn't, we didn't know when he'd come in. We knew he'd come in at building about 10 to 12, right? <laughs> but we didn't know where he came from. Mm. On camera, here's a police van pulling up, dumping him out in our step and then driving away at fucking 10 to 12. So the cunt had been dropped off by the police at our hotel... Just dumped. They just fucking drove off and left them. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd phone. That's why they never came in and saw us because they'd realised, fuck, we've dropped them at the wrong, wrong hotel and fucking dice. But they should have fucking came in with him to make sure, one, he was staying in their hotel, and two, that he wasn't kicking off with us and got to his oh, room fuck or whatever. Yeah. Oh. So I, was, I emailed the boss and I was just like, man, they can't believe this. So he came in and see it now. So he's, um, when I delete one of his stuff off, his tape needs resetting, but, um, yeah, tape, but again, hard drive. Uh-huh. But we're near resetting it until we've um, got some sort of explanation from the police. But yeah, they came, just dumped, caused the situation themselves because they dumped them in our doorstep and just fucking drove off. And I know it's Saturday night, they're busy or whatever, but they got called fucking back out because this guy was going to kick off in my bloody reception. What an arsehole. And this, this is the new guys getting training to oh. be on the moment. I was like, well, there you go, this is skin. Did I put you off night shift yet? Because 
absolute fuck. I mean, one, you work during the year with all the bloody Frisbee robots smashing mm-hmm. the place up and running wild. And now you've seen this fucking numpty getting teen enough street and kind of tipping the place over and almost, you know. It's like if a guy was fucked out of his face on whatever, yes. he could have fucking done anything. Yeah. It's okay, he's been dropped off by a police, so now I know he didn't have a fucking knife or something on him. But skin. How fucking shit's that? Bloody police dumped him on bloody doorstep and driving away. At least he didn't cut his cock off like the last guy. Well, no, well, well he was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> you still wear it around your neck. I thought you said he was desperate for a breath. <laughs> oh no, I'll give you a fucking breath. What could you have misheard to hear that? Well, he was desperate for a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I'm a moyle. <laughs> uh, anyway. What anyway, were we listening to this week? <laughs> oh, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, um, yeah. Some Kind of Wonderful. What is it called? I don't know. How good is that Some Kind of Wonderful? That's a good film. I don't know. Anyway, just... not the actual event. The EP is what it's called. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, this has been released because uh, Trent Reznor promised fans he would definitely have new music out in 2016 and realised in late December... That he has not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, released. I've got it as December twenty second, but you said twenty third. Well, yeah, but to be quite honest, I was guessing. Oh, okay. And you, um, you actually have facts. Running time twenty one minutes and eleven seconds. This is why I picked it because sometimes it's nice to have a short one. Yeah. Um, especially as my stupid story took up fifteen minutes. Um. <laughs> The ag- um, I'll go back to the aggregates in a minute. The Review Roundup. AV Club. Review Roundup. AV Club. Yeah. B minus. E minus. B minus. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I was like, is there even an E? Yeah. <laughs> Alternative <laughs> Press. Four stars. Mm-hmm. Consequence of Sound. C. Exclaim. Six out of ten. Mm. Pitchfork. Six point three out of ten. Okay. Sputnik Music. Four stars. The aggregates are Any Decent Music, 6.3 out of 10. Metacritic, 74 out of 100. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, charts, Canada, 47. US Billboard 200, 26. US Top Rock, 4. Mm-hmm. US Independent, 3. New Zealand Heat Seekers, 1. New Zealand Heat Seekers. Yep. They got to number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, Australia's just got Australia. And maybe yeah. Australia's hip hop or whatever. Right? UK's got. <laughs> the, the worst hip hop. But I think can UK's got like can hip hop, rock, and yeah, normal yeah. one, Kim Scott's whatever. And say America's got fucking thousands of them. Canada's mm. just got Canada. Yes. Done. New Zealand, considering the size of it, has like six different charts that pop up occasionally. And he's kind of noticed when I've been going through stuff. And okay. And it's like, why? You're, can, you're, no offence to people in New Zealand, and I have friends from there that might listen. You're this big. Rubbish. Uh, <laughs> you're a whole bit sized. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, that's the only thing I've got. Um, okay. So... Do you listen to Nine Inch Nails at all? In your I life? say I um, 
I just mentioned before, um, listen to the Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really it. But, um, but that was. What do you think of that? Is it alright? I, I, I like it. I can. Can it's on? Can pops up in my shuffle when I'm in my car and things a lot. Um, couldn't yeah, tell you last time. Three albums in your car. Couldn't tell you last time I listened to it all the way through in one go. It's been a while. Well, it's been a while. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult listen as I say A to A to Z nowadays. But I've I've still got it on vinyl, mm. and I must admit, I do listen to March of the Pigs a lot. Because it's got to be one of the angriest songs ever committed to yeah. to analog tape, if that's how he did that. Because that was a it was that dangerous time where digital was coming in. So I'm not sure how he recorded it in that one. Ah, uh, no. I just I, yeah. I'm trying to look at my notes here. I don't want much for this. I think it's mainly because it's skimmed to 21 minutes. Well, How yes. much can you possibly write? No, 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 but we had a wonderful intro about a man who was possibly on drugs that the police were yeah. idiots about. Oh, oh um, I, I forgot about that. I looked him up to see if he'd ever stayed in the hotel, and he'd stayed there, because I recognised his name, mm-hmm. and he stayed in October. And he was a cunt, and he stayed then as well. So um, we did get in contact with his company, telling him he was banned from the premises, and they did ask for a full explanation of why, and we told them. So he's probably looking for a job. <laughs> so... Uh, what a twat and I like anyway. the point that at some point you have to go they have to say but he wasn't staying there I know that's what makes it worse yes the company he was staying with us with was through like training but they were going to get back to his company and tell them everything and what happened so because we remembered everything before so they're going to blacklist him from their courses mm-hmm. that's Falk who do most of the courses for going offshore mm-hmm. so if you ever do another course knows who he's going to go to um, and they've got to get back in touch with his company and we're also getting in touch with the com- the hotel who has their contract at the moment and tell them about what he got up to but I'm guessing they probably took him to the right hotel next and he probably smashed that fucking place up as well <laughs> so yeah oh dear he didn't I mean if they whatever he'd done to start with they didn't seem keen to take him to the fucking cell they just took him to a fucking hotel yeah yeah so are they going to take me to his hotel next or what? Fuck me. By that point, you have to like just. But again, 30 minutes trying to get him into the back of a police car. He's charging with fucking assault of an officer for a start for pushing the dude. Yeah, but I always find that a bit cuntish. Oh, well, but yeah. But he yeah, hadn't turned around, you say. He was cunt by this point. But he's kind of threatening members of the public who you're supposed to be paid to protect. Yeah, I know. And yet you've done a very good job protecting them so far by dumping the guy on their doorstep and then running away. That is true. Yeah. So. Ugh. But um, obviously, oh, going back to this, Atticus Ross obviously has now joined Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Atticus Ross of what was Atticus Ross in? Actually, the band. It's gone. It might come back to me. Mm. Long story short, he uh, obviously helped put together the soundtracks to Social Network mm-hmm. and. Gone Girl and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, tattoo. Um, and that's just the Fincher ones. And now they're oh, they did the what's that new Mark Wahlberg one about the Boston Marathon? Oh, don't know. Uh, Patriots Day. They did the music for Patriots Day as well. Yeah. They're they're a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, he he's joined. Um, 
and then the whole thing kind of kicks off, doesn't it? Mm. And it's so... I, I find it remarkable how the first track sounds like... What if... Um, oh my god, what's his name? Died last year, because everyone died last year. Alan Vega from Suicide. Right. You know Suicide. They sung one of your favourite songs. Ghost Rider oh, yeah. Hero. Oh, they did the original, obviously. Oh, okay. And then Henry Rollins did that awful cover version oh, wow. that is amazing well, on I the Crow soundtrack. Well, I only know the cover version because uh, um, I know the cover version will now. Um, yeah, and don't get me wrong, they are synth punk. So it makes sense that Nine Inch Nails could sound that way. Mm-hmm. But they really sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. is uh, basically they kick off with something that is the most Nine Inch Nails sounding since The Fragile. Because remember there was that period in t- the 2000s where Trent Reznor looked at himself in the mirror one day and realised, oh my god, I'm a rock star. And started playing guitars and playing like almost metal like heavy rock yeah. kind of, you know what I mean stuff like Hand That Feeds yeah. and uh, The Day The World Went oh, no that's not that one all of, basically all of that stuff mm-hmm. from The Slip and uh, uh, Year Zero is that what it's called I didn't even listen to that one With Teeth was the last one I really cared about <coughs> and that was kind of you know that had the wonderfully titled Every Day is Exactly the Same. It's to the point with your depression. Well done there. Mm. Um, yeah, but by that point he was like, yeah, I'm in a fucking rock band. Let's rock. It's not really what I want from my Nine Inch Nails. I want something more experimental and strange. And this channels that. You know what I mean? It yeah. sort of gets back into that thing, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but by the time it gets to uh, Dear World, comma. <laughs> see, <laughs> but, see, I kind of just saw that as kind of, they were kind of the same, it, it, it changes up, but it was like, Burns and Bones was more of the, just like an extended intro for that when I saw it. Started to blend. No, I didn't see that at all. No. no. Maybe I'll listen to it and you're wrong. Well, no, you listen to it how you want. I mean, that's, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that it is its own track. It doesn't feel it's yeah. an intro at all. No, I didn't. Okay, that's not how I. It's like three and a half minutes. It's it's definitely. Yeah, a, no, but it just it wasn't extended, but it just it felt just all of one well, continuous cool. unit. Well, at least that makes you feel like it's more like an album, even if mm. it's a mini album. You know what I mean? It adds to its cohesiveness yeah. for you. But no, I didn't think that at all. I mean, and by the time. The next track starts. I feel like you can feel Atticus Ross's presence because it's it's definitely got more keys going for it. Um, yeah, and there's and it's got a good pulse to the song, but the second track almost feels like Trent Reznor doesn't care that there's vocals on it. There's some, I can't even think what the problem with the vocals are, but he's almost. They're so quiet in the mix, they might as well not be there. It's not like, you know, sometimes Tom York will sing it away 
but it becomes another instrument. Yeah. You can't hear what he's right. saying. Yeah. You can hear what Trent Reznor's saying, but it's so quiet in the mix. <laughs> You're feeling like, was he just not feeling it that day? Or was this like a disused track from one of his soundtracks and he just figured out some vocals under it? Or It's, it's a weird one. Um, um. I'm feeling like rotten through this one, but I suppose it's short, so. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's allowed. See, that was, like, the, 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 the idea, the idea of you, mm -hmm. I think it's, not being sort of, kind of huge, sort of fan of that sort of stuff, kind of, kind of bits and pieces, mm -hmm. it's just like, there's so much sort of crammed into this 21 minutes, and yet, for me, it, it didn't get to that sort of messy point of you've got so many ideas sort of running through it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it doesn't get messy except when it's kind of supposed to. Yes. And and it's, so obviously that kind of thing. Sometimes you find in these things, when we've had longer albums, but when they've got so many ideas and they're just trying to throw everything at it, mm -hmm. it just becomes some sort of kind of garbled mess. Okay. But this one, you, you don't get that with it. So, so are we saying that if we could find more albums under 20 minutes, that might actually keep your attention? No, uh, no, or no. The I album itself was keeping your attention. It was keeping my attention, but I think it's it's their talent that can yeah. keeps it going. Whereas you, you tend to find some people, they've got all, can, a muddle of ideas, but they will try and get them all out in one go. Yeah. And it ends up being a mess. Yes. And just, but these guys, they know when to, can, they know when to fuck it up. Mm. Not can not fuck it up, and own the fuck it up. But no, they know when to fuck their sound up, and yes. then when to can lay off it. But they just can experience. They I'm, know their shit. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. Whereas you get some other albums that we've listened to in the past where they've can wanted to get all of this stuff crammed in there, and they've no idea where they're going to put it. They just know they need to put it in somewhere, mm -hmm. and then it's like they almost get the they get three quarters of the way through the track and go, oh fuck, well, we're meant to put this in, and then just can. The next thirty seconds is just fucking static, and they go, "Yeah, that's better." I'm like, "No, it's you just put that in because you couldn't think of anywhere else to fucking put it." <laughs> um, oh. So, yeah, no, I find that by the time it gets to the third track, she's gone away. Then it starts to lose momentum. I mean, I'm well. It, I like that you're liking it, but really, I'm. Two tracks in, and I'm like, uh, after like the first two, I'm like, mm. oh, see, I, I, I was fine up until I think it was five when um, Burning Bright, Fuel and Fire. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really when I felt it sort of can slow down because I think I'd heard it described in one sort of I'm looking at a few reviews mm -hmm. and bits, it described it as sludge rock, and I was like, yeah, because it's really just can the only problem I have. A sort of can crawling pace compared on the there last that. track. Yeah. The only problem I have is that much like, and I know this gets referenced a lot on this show, but much like "Shut Up, Little Man," it sounds like Trent Reznor went into another room, and they turned the microphone through the wall. Oh, was, it, was that like with the, the kind of the way he's saying? It's like. Oh. <laughs> the cock rocky guitars at one point which are just kind of hidden underneath 
a lot of distortion because that was kind of that's how he plays guitar that's what happened during that with teeth period and that's what I didn't like if you go back to um, the pretty hate machine Mm -hmm. from 1989 he only uses synthesizers that's when he was great I think that's why this album works well. Is that they, they kept that to minimum on that, uh-huh. and it's really that's when it first sort of raises its head. But then because they sort of can put so much other stuff over the top of it, and they kept it kind of sort of kind of low in the mix, I suppose they would yes. say. Oh, yeah, I'm picking up some. Um, we kept that kind of kind downplayed and just mm-hmm. had it in there, but with enough other shit over the top of it to make it good. Because mm-hmm. if it had just been if those guitars had been like crystal clear and all this you'd be thinking what the fuck am I listening to where did this come from <laughs> yeah, yeah. because they've can muddled it up and kind of say fucked with it it's re- I really really liked it <laughs> no, um, it's basically I don't really rate it. it I'm not really rating this in the uh, canon of Nine Inch Nails uh, material I mean there's better EPs I mean, the broken EP and the fixed EP both become, you know, come over this, but like, there's some strong stuff there, and it does make me want to listen, and I can't wait for new Nine Inch Nails, like, album when they promise it comes out later this year or something. Take into account on top of that, he's finally, after 10 years, finished mixing the albums for vinyl so in 2017 we are getting fragile on triple vinyl i've already pre-ordered it from his website (laughs) (laughs) because of the the weakness of the pound it's basically cost me 70 quid if you're wondering why i have no money for the last this last week um the broken ep Downward Spiral, which I own, but if he's remastered it, I might buy it again. I mean, because he's done those three. And then there is the limited edition uh, Fragile Instrumental album that he's released, which I have not bought because it is a limited run. Doesn't say how many. Hasn't sold out. Limited run. $80. Which, let's say, facts with the poor pound yeah. is basically 80 quid. quid. And it is, I think, five or six vinyls, but it will also get posted from America, which means it would probably cost about 50 quid to post. Okay. And you have to draw a line in the sand. <laughs> and now, also, I don't know how different it's going to be. Remember when he was down with Beats and he was helping Apple Music? Mm-hmm. Trent Reznor like, helped Apple Music become Apple Music. Yeah. For a little while, he released a series of exclusive music pieces on Apple Music. And obviously you can't save them. But I've already heard most of that stuff. Uh, So I will have to just live with that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, from what I heard, the uh, instrumental stuff from The Fragile is really rather good. Because, as we all know, if there's an album that suggests, oh my god, I w- uh, I've had enough of this fucking world, it's The Fragile. It's absolutely fantastic, from beginning to end. 
Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it makes me want more, which is pretty good, right? I mean, that's pretty much my review of uh, The Force Awakens compared to The Force Yeah. O- yeah. <laughs> <coughs> this is Trent Reznor's Force Awakens. That's a pretty good review. Yeah. What's next week, anyway? Oh, uh, Madness? Yeah. Can't touch us now. I will not touch them there. Uh, oh, I can't touch them there. Yeah. Good, because I don't want to. Cool. So we all win. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>